I downloaded the new Godzilla show to see that garbage. It's probably not very good. The one with Kurt I... Russell that's on Apple yeah. TV right now. Yeah, I haven't because... watched that. I, it looks like it's the same quality as anything else. I mean, you, you see a show like that go to Apple Plus, and it makes you wonder why anyone would show up to the theater to go pay mm-hmm. $70 to see a Godzilla movie. To see the, yeah, the winger one. Because it looks like the same quality, really. Mm-hmm. Um but we'll see, I guess. I I downloaded Dumb Money. I have that have too. We downloaded all the same. Everything that cropped up new on YTS.mx. Yeah. Wandering Earth. Have you heard of it? No. It's a Chinese like blockbuster, huge two and a half hour movie about, I don't know, something sci-fi. When whatever. was the There's last time you went them. to the theater? Uh, oh, fuck. Avatar? Damn. No, nah, it can't be Avatar. Didn't you see something for this show? I feel like you definitely watched something for movies at the movie theater this year. I can't remember the last time. Uh, let me... Babe, when was the last time I went to the Hans theater? Hans has to consult his significant other on this. Damn, dude, your, your memory must be fucking burning away. Oh, yeah. We, I said, not you. Yeah, but... Uh, no, um... Avatar. Yeah, Avatar. I haven't been to the theater since Avatar. <laughs> Did you lie then? Did you just make up a story that you went to the movies to see something? Maybe. Maybe I took the <laughs> Costa Rican theater too seriously. I don't know. Yeah, my theater is my home because I download everything. Your home uh, theater. Yeah. It's not even, I don't even have speakers or anything. Maybe I should just, you, you know. You drop $100 on one of those sound bars. Yeah, like Boogie. <laughs> I was looking into that on, on Black Friday. Man, Black Friday was such a fucking bust this year. Yeah, even, I didn't even the Blu-rays will typically drop down to like five dollars. And I go to blu-ray.blue-ray.com to see all the Blu-ray deals for Black Friday into Cyber Monday. And everything was like, yep, we're dropping it from seventeen dollars to fifteen dollars. That's outrageous. I remember buying Batman vs Superman the year it came out for Black Friday. For like eight dollars, nine dollars, nothing like that. The what only thing I got, yeah, it was a bargain. Uh, the only thing I got this time around was a collection of Marx Brothers movies for fourteen dollars on Blu-ray. Okay, I've been watching a lot of Marx Brothers before bed. I'll put that on on YouTube to see what's up there. Hmm. And... Yeah. See, there's a lot of that, right? A lot of that. Hmm. What do you want from a hundred years ago? Just like in Gaza, you know, there's a lot of that. A lot of those, eh, before they kill them. But then you hear oh, a, after that. <laughs> What's your favorite Marx Brothers? Is it Duck Soup? Uh, I, you know, I haven't watched Duck Soup in a while. The one I just watched last night was really well shot. Like, mm. impressively shot, especially for the era and for a comedy. And that was, I believe, called At the Circus. Okay. Never seen that one. There were a lot uh, of like weird craning uh, wide shots going into a close-up shot. Like They must have used a cherry picker for that, and it was still smooth. And they were messing around with canted angles and stuff a little earlier, a little bit before that would become in vogue in the 1960s, you know. So that one was pretty good. It was on YouTube for free. Somebody had illegally uploaded it. But I bought a... a universal box set of about five movies that was only 14 bucks and i was checking out ebay to see if i could get it for cheaper but no on ebay that's selling for 70 dollars. so i had to buy it of course naturally 
Yeah, so you're ma- marxing out. Mar- yes, I'm marx marx maxing. <laughs> yeah, I think I've I've tried to to watch those movies, and I just I don't think I've ever finished one. Not because I hate them, I just I just I I guess I haven't tried hard enough. Are you guys okay? My fucking cats are going crazy on the Christmas tree box. You're right. Are you setting up decorations? Are you starting to get into the holiday spirit? Didn't you say you hated Christmas not long ago? Yeah, I don't do any of this stuff. My girlfriend does. So now you have to like it. You have to like it enough. Yeah, enough to take pictures and just smile. I have a really obnoxious black Santa Claus sweater somewhere around here with jingle bells all over it. And you can't actually wear it because it gets very intrusive on the ears after about 11 minutes of wearing it. Because anything you do is a jingle, 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 jingle. Uh, I did not think that one through. I thought it would be uh, funny back in the day when I was doing a, a video with Kenny. And Kenny had his sweater as well. And I wore that. jingle bells too? Yeah, it was a fucking real mess when I was trying to clean that audio up. I'll tell you that right now. Was this when you were recording in your basement? Second to last apartment. So I had an entire studio that was mm-hmm. not well equipped. I was still learning everything. And I had set up a studio for recording video and podcasts and everything, and the reverb in there was fucking stupid as hell. I should have put something up on the walls. I was I was in that apartment for like two and a half years, and everything every single thing I recorded through there was probably very echoey. But that was yeah, just those, one. In, yeah, those egg egg cartons that people put on the walls. Mm-hmm. I should have lined it with egg right. cartons. <laughs> yeah, why not? That uh, that helps with sound, right? I don't know anything about that. I just I've just seen people that do that shit. I have a lot of egg cartons. I can send you some. No, <laughs> that is something that does work. It's the the foam that absorbs all the noise that bounces off the walls. Uh, you can use that, or you can use like a Dunkin' Donuts four coffee tray. People do that as well. I, there have been a lot of recording studios in Massachusetts. You can rent for like sixty bucks an hour. And you check it out, and it's literally some black guy's apartment, and there's a curtain up, and then you see a bunch of the Dunkin' Donuts four coffee holders all over the walls. And it's a mm-hmm. microphone. It's I can't really... Let me see if I can do this without making too much noise. That microphone, the Blue Yeti microphone that they're recording mm-hmm. their raps into. So, And you hear the alarm going off because they haven't changed the battery. The chirp. The... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I used to have one of those, and in one of our drunken recordings, I dropped it, and that shit broke. And what the the Yeti? Yeah, the whatever you have one. now is way better. Yeah, I had a blue Yeti, and and one of those times that I would drink a bottle of wine on stream or while recording, it fell, and that it just it was never the same again. Are you sure you weren't like you know who else would enjoy this bottle of wine? Is this blue Yeti <laughs> poured it into that? Well, didn't I ever? Yeah, I used to spill. Remember? Oh, fuck. What, spill vomit? Yeah, spill no beer on the floor because I would just drop them. I'm really bad uh, when it comes to like uh, when I would go out and get a little tipsy. Like I would get like slippery hands, and then I would just drop beers, and that's when I knew that I had to go home. <laughs> like, Was so that your nickname, Old Slippery Hands? Yeah, Old Clammy Hands. Uh, and I would just drop the beer and I'd be like, oh, okay, so it's just time for me to leave because I've gotten to that point where I can't hold anything. Uh, what's his, this guy's name? Uh, Armand White wrote a positive review for Thanksgiving. Isn't Why? that great? Why? Why would he do that? Cause it's because it's not woke? 
He says there's a shockingly timely satire on the current chaos. I, I mean, I guess. I mean, he, I don't even think he watches most of the movies. <laughs> yeah. I think he starts to write something that he just feels in his gut that he's going to feel that way about the film and jumps the gun and doesn't watch it, doesn't bother watching it. And why would you? What is the New York Critic Society? I don't know. It's a, it's like one of the the uh, you know these private clubs where they go and they play pool with each other and there's paintings of old men on the walls. When we were shooting Omega Fish Corp, we went to a place called the Lambs Club, and mm-hmm. the Lambs Club is right next to or it's part of the Republican Women's Club. And so there was like a cigar lounge, there was a library, there were a bunch of portraits of men from the early 20th century and late 19th century all over the walls. Is that as cringe as to when uh, comedians think they're interesting because they smoke cigars and they record a podcast and they're like smoking the, what do they call them? The, um, fuck, smoking a, uh, whatever or something. It's a fucking Bob Kelly and, and, and your favorite Joe List do that a lot. And you're just like fucking stop trying to be cool you you're not you're a stand-up comedian you're not cool anytime anytime you see a guy like that like joe list or a lot of the ben shapiro daily wire people will do that and they'll do that regularly if you see i wouldn't even say jeremy boring because he looks a little aged in i would say somebody like michael knowles if you see somebody like michael knowles or matt walsh smoking a cigar it feels like a kid wearing his father's clothing it feels like, nah, you, yeah. you don't deserve that. You haven't earned being a cigar guy. I think you got to be at least 70 years old. You got to look kind of gross, kind of worn down, probably fat, have you, real facial hair, some gray in your hair and on your face. But imagine the type of person that you have to be for you to think like, oh, yeah, look at how cool Ben Shapiro looks smoking a cigar. <laughs> That's baffling to me that there are young people out there who aspire to that and will copy that when those people themselves already look like they're copying real adults from the 1950s or 60s, you know? So you'll get this like 17-year-old kid who wears a suit and tie to school and chomps on a cigar he's not ready for. Oh, dude, when I went to film school, there was this, I think he was from from like a, a rich area of the UK and he would wear a suit every day to class like a different one and at first he was kind of like oh okay i guess you know this uh oh it's the suit guy it's a bit and it was never a bit like he was always just like every day he would come up with like a different suit and everyone's just in their pjs or whatever just like in college and i was just like i hated it <laughs> i just like this it takes so much effort for you to get up and fucking wear a suit at nine in the morning um did he the have best. a lot of diversity with it? Did he have multiple yeah. outfits? Yeah, he would have like uh, pinstripes or like purple or like wine color suits and different combinations. Oh, why he shirts. would wear a wine colored yeah. suit to school? And like in like a different combination of shirts, and then everyone's just comfortable because it's eight nine in the morning, and and everyone would like live near the campus, so everyone's just just. Uh, with whatever's comfortable, and then he would just show up with dress shoes and and a fitted suit at nine in the morning. It was just like, what do you why, think that? Why? Do you think that was him trying to alpha everybody because they did dress down, or did you think that was him trying to advance a little too quickly into adulthood? I think he was just someone that's rich trying to show that they were rich. 
because that's what he like he went to to film school to be a producer which is a yeah which is which is like a okay so you don't want to learn how he, he he wasn't interested in learning how making a film or like directing or anything was he just wanted to know how to make money with movies so he would just wear he yeah he was like the typical like rich boy type and uh when you got to talk to him, he wasn't that bad. Like he would tone it, turn it down. But as soon as you were surrounded by other people, he, he was very like pompous, very like, you know, that attitude of I'm fucking wearing a suit at school <laughs> every day. I was just um, talking to Spencer about this exact thing about somebody we know, because somebody we know stayed at his place for a period of time. And then they went to a party that million dollar extreme or jet Neptune specifically, I guess was throwing. And the veneer kicked in on the first day upon meeting this person. Then it toned down for the subsequent days. And it was like, Oh, this is just a normal guy. And he's not autistic or weird or whatever. He's not, he like, I think he had at the forefront of his mind, he's playing a character or something. And then when it came to attending events and things of that matter, then it would kick back in and suddenly the character would come back and it would be, Hey, I'm blank. So there would be that mentality of that. And then as soon as the event's over back into personality, number two, that's so weird. That is so, well, I guess if you're trying to sell yourself, but then why would you sell something? That's not who you really are. Well, I mean, I think it's difficult in that, I would agree that that's a weird thing to do, but having been exposed to stand-up comedians, for example, mm -hmm. as early as 10 years ago, meeting people who did comedy, their comedy character is kind of like a social crutch, you know? What do you think it's worse? Um, comedians that think they're philosophers and like to smoke cigars while recording a podcast, or comedians that think they're fighters and they make events out of fighting and they can't fight. Ooh. I was because just thinking, I was just thinking the other day too, damn, the whole boxer event thing has died down. And I'm glad it has because it's very It sucks. It's never quality. You just want to and, and the worst thing is that if you're watching a boxing event to see your least favorite uh influencer, comedian, etc. get beaten up that also never happens so you don't even get the satisfaction of that because the person that they're fighting is also an inexperienced fighter so it's usually just people patting each other there's never been like... blood i've never exactly. seen blood expelled during one of these youtube boxing matches or comedian yep. boxing matches so it's hard to take it seriously and nobody really seems that coordinated naturally because they're learning boxing after 30 yep. years of life when they've tailored their personalities and careers to something that is the exact opposite of that i don't think it's like a negative thing or anything along those lines but it's just very kind of it's like did you just not come up with an idea of what to do next and you're trying to buy time yeah. you know and they don't even a lot of these events don't even pay well for the boxers as we've learned with the creator clash and things of that <laughs> matter froggy fresh who yeah. was probably lucky to get paid 10k for anything to be honest with you uh, it, you know, the the fact that he was only offered that and then he would have had to pay for his flight out of pocket, mm. that's kind of retarded. But 
I don't know. I, I I'm I'm, I'm very dead. <laughs> I'm very past that sort of thing. You know, I think. Uh, which one do you think is worse, though? When they think they're more interesting than they are, or when they think they're more of an athlete athlete that they are? Because I I feel like they're both equally as bad, and they both make me want to not listen to their shit. I. Ha I haven't listened to a real ass podcast or Legion of Skanks in like three months because I'm so turned off by Luis J. Gomez trying to be a fighter and promote being a fighter. And then, oh, we have this fight with this other community. It's like, it's going to suck because you guys don't know. Like, it, if you're a fight fan, which I'm not really, it's not going to be fun because someone that's been training for five months is not going to be an entertaining fight. It's just going to be people patting each other, which is what every single one of these fights have been, right? So it's like, why? I don't... I, who cares? Just do that on your free time. Be a jiu-jitsu guy or whatever, which is, uh, apparently every comedian is now. But the fact that th they make that like a focus and now, now this event that you have paid $30 to watch me beat up another comedian or whatever, and then... You watch the fight and they barely touch each other and they lose by decision or whatever. And you're just like, oh, cool. Did I just spend an hour or half an hour watching this for no reason at all? But then you also have the other side where people like Bob Kelly, who lost a lot of weight. So now he thinks he's sexy <laughs> and now he thinks he's more interesting. Now he has a goatee and now he has a beard and he's like doing this whole thing a lot. And like. Now it's like, well, now I'm smoking a stove. I think it's Stokes. He has a beard now? Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Stogies. Yeah. Can we Stogies. pull up a picture of Bob Kelly? Because I apparently, yeah. look, I've been very out. I'll I'll tell you right now. I'm going to read the podcast that I listen to on the Apple app, uh, the Matt Walsh show. Oof. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Movies, Rare Candy, and a program called Too Many Thoughts, which has a podcaster that I listened to 15 years ago. He's on there. I was like, wow, he's still alive. He's still doing something. All right, let me subscribe. Let me listen. Oh, and ba-bang. So that's so, it for my Apple. Oh, actually, I just got into one called the Patrick Bet David. David? Patrick Bet David Show. Oh, yeah, the PVD. I like that. I like him because he interviews some people that I'm interested in, but he also, it's just, it's like the whole right wing thing, right? Like he comes with a lot of really stupid, retarded shit that you're just kind of like, all right. Yeah. Like, I listened to his interview yesterday with Jeremy Boring. And then today he uploaded one with Chris Cuomo and Robert Downey Jr. Just randomly called, I guess he's boys with Chris Cuomo and he called into the show. So that was kind of weird pull that back up hold on yeah robert uh not robert downey jr uh robert kelly looks very different why is his shoes off your list <laughs> yeah if i if i was doing a podcast with somebody and they took their shoes off i would throw them the fuck out <laughs> especially joe list but then yeah they has a cigar and then bob kelly has a cigar here and they're like yeah also what are those socks ew stav has his socks off and his shoes yeah. this is fucking gross <laughs> I would never watch this show, and I never will listen to this show knowing that. Yeah. So there is a, one of the last Legion of Skanks episodes that I watched. Bob Kelly was in it, and uh, Big J couldn't stop talking about how handsome he is now. It's just like fucking, I don't, like, who cares? Like, you're supposed to be the joke, right? You're supposed to be the comedian. Well, like, he was going to die. He was going to die any well, second. Well, yeah, he was so. fat as fuck. But, but I, I just... 
that, that, I don't know. It bothers me. It bothers me when it's like, I don't care. Like, just be funny, you know? And, and I feel like a lot of the time... I've been hearing the same thing about this podcast. Is, oh, wow. Hans is really into his weight loss. Hans is really starting to like trying to pose his chin a certain way so he looks good from that angle you bring it up to make to i don't bring it up the audience brings it up out of concern they're concerned you get the m's hoping or thinking that i have the hiv or whatever and it's just like i don't i'm all right i'm I'm going it's all girls saying hey hold on who's your new co-host i said new (laughs) co-host I have pre diabetes now. I don't have, even have regular diabetes anymore. So damn, that's, that's kind that's of a good. that's like a four hundred one k. That's like when you show mm. a girl your bank account and it's six digits. Yeah, it's like my blood is less sweet. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as sweet as it was a month ago. Uh, yeah, but but I don't know. I just I'm so past like fighting personalities that it's Joe Rogan's fault. It's all Joe Rogan's fault. The fighting thing, he. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of funny because, like, is anyone into Joe Rogan because he's funny? People don't listen to the Joe Rogan experience because he's funny. He's just, like, the guy you know. He's, like, a family friend at this point. He's just... Do you you listen to Joe Rogan for Joe Rogan? Uh, I'll be honest with you. No, at this point, I I don't dislike Joe Rogan or anything like that. I I don't don't have a low tolerance for him. I could listen to any episode of his show and probably enjoy it or just use it as white noise but no i'll only listen now if there's a guest on there that Mm -hmm. i'm interested in or familiar with yeah i don't think i like i ever go through life thinking oh i wonder what joe rogan thinks about this thing you know and and whenever i I watch one of the episodes of his show is definitely because someone that i'm interested in is in it it's never like oh yeah new joe rogan episode let's listen to joe you know yeah, no, that's I, he's had too many episodes at this point. Like he's become such a staple of podcasting that it kind of it's like Google or something. It's like, do you ever just like use Google because you like Google? Hmm. You know, no, you you use Google because you need to find something. You're looking yeah. for something specific, and Joe's just kind of the blank space on the podcast board. Yeah, and he, I think, his real talent these days is shining a light on other worthwhile people who have shows and because they're fresher they're more interesting than he is so uh one thing i i don't like uh i uh, to answer your question just to go back to that real quick i find the comedian philosopher mentality much 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 more insufferable because at least with Mm -hmm. somebody like i haven't listened to rap or legion of skanks in a while now maybe about a year or so but for for no reason just because I've listened to enough episodes. It's just, you know, yeah. my I'm good. I'm kind of good at this point. Um, I think it comes across in very heavy amounts whenever you watch somebody like Andrew Schultz's show. Do you ever mm-hmm. check out his podcast on YouTube? What is it? Uh, um, fla- flagrant? I think so. Or Flagrant yeah. 2 is what, what it was called the last time I checked it out. But I watched the episode <laughs> with him and Logan Paul and... I've seen a couple of episodes from just it auto playing on my television. And the way that he talks about comedy is so repellent to me in that he's like, well, you know, the jo- think about it. Like, what's the purpose of the joke? For a lot of people, it's to make somebody laugh. But for me, I want to make them think 
about both sides of the issue. You know, I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't want the audience to know where I'm coming from with this. It's just like, shut up, you're a fucking, you're a liberal. Shut up. You like, you're not fooling anybody. You're not impressive. You're not that smart, and your your jokes, frankly, are not that funny. So, well, you also watch the crowd work clips, right? And he's like, and he would be like, uh. So what are you? Uh, oh, are you guys dating? Black and white? Black and white, right? Black, right? Black, she's black. Or is he white? What are you, a big dick? You know what I mean? Like, it's very, it's not, it's nothing deep. It's nothing really that makes you think. It's a lot of just like, all right. Yeah, that's funny, Andrew. Okay. And uh, have you seen that Matt Rife guy that apparently got canceled because he made a domestic violence joke? Yeah, or I, whatever. Thought, I thought that joke was fine when I saw the clip of it. I thought his response to the outrage was funnier. I I started watching it for reasons that I, I was intoxicated at the beach and we put it on. And uh, three minutes in, I was like, oh, this is this sucks. This is just uncomfortable. Like, this is not funny. And, and we just like, took it off but he's like he's huge right on clip like tiktok because of the clips and instagram i think because of the clips of him uh, uh doing crowd work but i, I don't know I, I feel i feel like whenever a comedian takes themselves too seriously or where they think they're like I'm, well I'm hold on we gotta pull them. up this article then that i caught on x where they interviewed marlon wayans and black it's pat and matt reif what? And your boy Tom Segura to talk oh. about why comedy needs to be offensive. The uh. four most utterly inoffensive people on the planet they interviewed for this. I need to see this. I think I retweeted that. I think Dalton. Yes, you retweeted. Right. You retweeted Dalton's commentary over my commentary here. This is. Oh, I didn't see yours. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Have you seen what Dalton's been doing with the boob reviews? Dalton's cracking me up. Dalton is That's back in full force. He's really back funny, to New York yeah. immediately. He's been fantastic. Go follow Dalton on TikTok or on Instagram. I'll give his handle real quick, but his TikTok rack reactions. I caught myself in like a cycle of watching those for 20 minutes. Yeah. So... Actually, my phone just died here, so sorry, Dalton. You're not getting a plug. Just Google Dalton Pruitt. He's back, and he's better than ever, some would say. His Twitter is... Uh, oh. His Twitter. Oh. I don't... Real Adolf fuck? Hitler, 69. <laughs> what happened? Uh-oh. Hans is frozen here, I think. Hans has caught the bug. So... Dalton, we love you. We miss you. Uh, we don't appreciate the fact that the invitation to that new episode of Movies We Wanted to Have You On has gone unanswered. I would like to see more Dalton on podcasts in the future. Anyhow, let's just... Oh, great. Well, yeah. welcome back, Hans. Yeah. Uh, Marlon Wayans was saying some deep shit and then my stuff died. He wasn't. Hold on. I just got a Hublot ad. I don't, I don't know how to pronounce fancy watch brands. Um, but let me see. 
Let's take a look at this. This is an article, I believe, in, what was it, Entertainment Weekly? Variety. Okay. Variety. Starting with Tom, how was it writing the special Sledgehammer for you? No, nah, this um, is tw I mean, a 22 was, minute video. You know, we're, not, we're not going yeah. to that. Damn. Okay, uh, Joe, should we just read quotes? Let's see. Uh, if there are quotes, yeah. Uh, 28 year old Rife Ignite Backlash, Ignited Backlash last week over a joke about domestic violence in new Netflix special. On Instagram story follow, he offered a fake apology and directed anyone offended by his jokes to a website for special needs helmets. This roundtable conversation was filmed before the release of his special, but during the conversation, he shared his fellow comedians that intention matters. Ah, go to the clubs and you see somebody go for the joke and you can't describe it, he says. It pops. Audiences go nuts. They're looking for people to make these jokes. It's like there's two realities. Some people believe the reality online is real. It's not the real world. Wayans, whose 23-year-old son, Kai, is trans, spoke about the backlash around your fellow comedian Dave Chappelle, who loves... Oh. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? <laughs> they just out his son? His son slash daughter. Every comedian has a right under the First Amendment to have their own personality and speak, speak of things they want to. They're not supposed to be responsible. Sometimes in comedy, you have to be reckless. I'm as much as a comedian as I am a black man. Uh, uh, that should be a clue. What, what is the I'm irony always... of the guy who did white chicks having a trans yeah. son? Damn. <laughs> I think they might have replayed that too much at home. I am always going to protect comedians. Dave Chappelle, yeah, I'm sure Dave Chappelle needs Marlon Wayans to protect him. He's a dear friend. I love him to death, and I have a trans son. I could give him my opinions, but he has every right to feel how he wants. Me as a parent, when I do my special, I'll handle it differently. Oh, that's so brave. Well, he's done some dressing up plenty of times aside from white chicks. I'm pretty sure like a big staple of In Living Color was... I know there was men on film, but I'm pretty sure that the Wayans all threw a dress on from time to time. Would you uh, wear a dress? Would you put the dress? You know, that's like an Illuminati code that they always talk about. That's why Kevin yeah. Hart made it in showbiz. And, Mar and uh, what's Big Mama's house? Uh, um, uh, Mar uh, Martin Lawrence. Martin, yeah. I grew up in a house with my favorite comedians, Wayne said. When it was my turn, I realized that comedy is about your point of view. Before I did God Loves Me, my mom died, and I was working on a really funny set about her dead ass. Because death is funny. Then I was watching the Oscars, and Will slapped Chris. I said, oh, shit, Ma, I love you, but we'll get to you later. So he made a bit about that. That's great. Yeah, um, I think this sucks. <laughs> I this think, is, this uh, feels very like D-list, not D-list in terms of the quality of comedian here, but it's like, how far down the list did you have to go to wind up with this roster of comedians to talk about this subject? Marlon? You Everyone get Marlon Wayans? Marlon. <laughs> that Everyone means Damon knows. Wayans said, no, thank you. Everyone knows Chris Tucker. I mean, Marlon Wayans is on the top of his they game wanted, when it comes to stand up. They wanted Theo Vaughn. They yeah. got Tom Segura. They, I mean, they probably did want Matt Rife, and now it's just the time for Matt Rife to take everything offered to him because he probably won't be as relevant in a couple of months if he doesn't. Just like Oliver well, Anthony. Remember it, Oliver Anthony? That fucking idiot turning down $8 million for the record deal? Good, good job, Oliver pal. Anthony. Exactly. Who's all, he's Googling it right now, ladies and gentlemen. I am.
Oh, right. The redhead, that one song. Yeah. Wait, he turned down what? For what? Eight million dollars. Why? For because, you know, he doesn't trust the capitalist pigs. Vote Biden. What a dumb. <laughs> yeah. What does he think? He was off, he was offered tons and tons and tons of shit for, for lots of money, like very standard stuff. And he turned it all down. And even a club, you know, he was like, I hear they're charging sixty dollars a ticket. I can't do that in good good faith. And he canceled the show that he would have made two hundred thousand dollars on. It's like the vent that was the minimum the venue could charge in order to do more than break even. Why would you be upset if people are like if if they tell you, yeah, we've only sold twenty tickets, then okay. But I'm sure because conservatives are not the smartest. No offense. Not the smartest audience you can get, not because they're stupid, but because they feel like they're so starved for anything that goes on their side that they would take anything. Well, that's a convenient time to talk about lady ballers, isn't it? Right, because as I was looking at the replies to every self-important tweet that Daily Wire hosts were making about how we were making this movie because this is a subject that needs to be made fun of by us. You know, people that have never been funny, said anything funny, written anything funny in the history of anything. This is who should be making fun of this. And how do they make fun of it? Oh, it's a muscular man wearing a pink shirt and a wig. Fucking yes, that's what we need. Uh, I was reading the replies and then you see so many conservative people being like, finally, a comedy that I can enjoy. Finally, someone's making fun of these. Let's watch or whatever. Shit. Please pull it up okay. right now. Okay. Hold you know on. what I have in my head is when one of the, this all white guy basketball team, first of all, somebody dunks and says, I'm with her as they're dunking. Yeah, because, you know. Now, I'm going to have a controversial take on this on this film here um, that's a oh, little contrarian. No. I think... <laughs> is, it, is it like your jerk <laughs> carpenter? <laughs> I think... I'll save it for after the trailer, okay? They spent $7 million on that movie? Well, don't blow your microphone out over it. Sorry. But yes, I'm they just did. like, how do you spend $7 million By on the something way, that looks like fucking funny or nothing funny or whatever that website was not to call Itch. anybody out here but a pal of ours the cinematologist jake worked on this movie and he downplayed it and he knows i think he knows this is embarrassing to look at so when we when he mentioned to me that he was working on a comedy for the daily wire it was all top secret i can't say anything about it i was like really a comedy that's interesting like they have money they could probably even if it was like a shitty adam carolla starring movie because i know he's got a show on that service on daily wire plus they've had real people on there before they could afford real comedians and give them like they could have done something here and then he was like oh yeah jeremy boring is directing it and i was like okay um he's directing it and who is it starring? Ty Fish. Now, he didn't tell me any of the details, but I should have known because he also told me, and I'm going to be spoiling a little bit of the movie here, Jordan Peterson has a cameo as Jordan Peterson. 
Hell yeah. Now, Wait, how do you spell Thai fish? Is this P-H? Because I can't find them. No, it's a, it's with an F, but it's F-I-S-C-H. Now, oh. you watch the trailer to this movie, and he left out one that Jeremy Boring is also the star of the movie, which that's not even that's not the worst part of the trailer. I, I'll say that right now. He's the only one who seems like he's comfortable on screen, as a matter of fact. And what Ty is his Fish. Background? I think you know you know more of his story than I do. Jeremy Boring or Ty Fish? No, Jeremy Boring. Jeremy Boring got into showbiz twenty years ago with Adam Green and Zachary Levy and other people who have not taken a political turn. He directed one film that was a Western, and then he called it quits. Ben Shapiro, I guess, was his entertainment lawyer, and they decided to found Daily Wire together, and he took the back seat and worked behind the curtain while Ben took front and center. Now, and, yeah, it's a little bit different. Now... You know, he's reached a certain age. He's a man of a certain age, and he's thinking, now's my time. Yeah. It's now that I have gray hair and a gray beard, it's my time to write, because apparently he wrote it, too. Um, it sounded like when he was talking about it on the Patrick Bet David show, it sounded like the people at Daily Wire did not have an option in working in the movie. Like, it probably was just part of their work contract to appear in it, which fucking sucks. Yeah, that fucking it's... sucks. If if my boss at my job was like, okay, and now we're going to put you in the company commercial, ooh, boy, I would be really doing my best to not sabotage the whole thing. Because Matt Walsh yeah. was talking about it. They've all been given the mandate. You have to play a trailer on the show. We get two days to drop uh, the movie. And Matt Walsh said, Jeremy Boring came to my desk, dropped the script, and said, read this in the next hour and a half, and then tell me which character you think you're playing. So, which does not sound like, hey, do you want to be in my movie? It sounds like, yeah, you're, you're in my movie, of. guess which one you are. Mm -hmm. So this is what he said, Trans ideology is evil. Like all evil things, it deserves to be mocked. Mockery is one of the most powerful weapons against it. That's why I'm excited about Lady Fallers. It's a fun comedy that does something very important. It makes fun of something that needs to be made fun of. Which, okay, uh, let's say fine. How about you get someone that's good at making fun of things? How about you get someone that's... You get... Marlon that has a Wayans. That has a, yeah, you, I would prefer to watch, to watch white chicks play basketball <laughs> as opposed to this thing. Should we play the... Let's Yeah, let's watch the full trailer. This is Babang. Okay. Babang doesn't get video episodes on YouTube. Only okay. for patreon.com slash lowers $5 tier. You get the video for that. Ugh. All right, we're, we're going to be watching the trailer here. To you know, oh, my God. Sorry. For Lady Ballers, 3.3 million views. Going to be... Launching on Daily Wire Plus December 1st. They wow, don't no, four, waste... no 4K, no 4K trailer. Um, oh, your whatever your internet can, can support. Oh, really? Is that what it is? So it's my fault? Yes. <laughs> Are you sure? Because I've seen more shit pop up here, I think. We can watch it in 720. It's fine. It's, you want to watch it in 144? I have to figure out a good alternative for us to record video shows other than Zoom because 
I, both of our cameras look kind of crisp enough right now. Mm. Mine definitely more so than yours. And yeah. then when you see it on YouTube, when the file, the video file is rendered out, we're on even level. And it looks very soft and fuzzy and not good. So I'm going to have mm. to come up with something. But um, for this, I mean, it doesn't matter. Play it in two, 260, I think, is the way it was meant one, to be seen. 144 p Get it? Do you get it? The Daily Wire calls foul. Where's Candace Owens? Triggering comedy of the year. Guys, this is serious. Sports can be your pathway to a better life. Well, like yours. <laughs> Please don't steal my catalytic converter again. Winning matters. It's the key ingredient in becoming a winner. Oh, look at that. Catalytic converter Line again. delivery. Winning matters. It's the key ingredient in becoming a winner. King, all right, sorry. There are bigger things to complain about with yeah. this trailer, okay? I am not. Let's cut to the chase. I know you're not a woman. Hey, you don't know how he identifies. If you can beat them. What do you know about the U.S. Opens for the Global Games? You want us to compete as women. You know what the font choice on the inner world, it, all that shit reminds me of epic movie, disaster yeah. movie, Meet the Spartans, 2005 direct-to-DVD comedy. Well, that's the biggest problem. Instead of reminding you of like Scary Movie 1 or American Pie 1, you know, the successful ones, this just kind of reminds you of when that whole genre was dying off and they were doing Meet the Spartans. Mm-hmm. It's on, it's on that level, but it doesn't directly remind me. I mean, this right here reminds me yeah. of that. that. This feels, who the fuck threw this trailer together? That's what that feels like. But yeah. the vibe of this feels like, I don't know if you remember like 2000 or so to 2004, where you would get these weird direct-to-DVD comedies nobody ever watched or heard of, and it would just be like, and featuring Steve-O, and featuring... Yeah. Corey Han or whatever washed up celebrity needed a $200 paycheck that weekend. Yeah. You know? It feels like one of those movies. That's what this movie is missing. A star. Yes. Where's Corey Feldman? This is the way the world is now. My eight-year-old daughter told me all about it. So a guy can become a girl with no physical changes at all. Oh, that's called gender fluid. So I can be a woman on the court and a man in the bedroom. I can't believe it. Nice. You mean when you're sleeping? Yes. Coach. Oof. The fucking pauses for the joke. You mean when you're sleeping? Yes. Coach. Ugh. We could play basketball. We'd have to get the From now on, anytime you tell a joke on this show, we're going to go. <laughs> <laughs> and pause. And then I'm going to be making a weird face like, what did yeah. he just say? We'd have to get the whole team back together. It's time. We're in. I'm in. I'm in to play Lady Baldus. Man up. Which which one's Matt Walsh? Is that the little bearded guy? No, he's uh <laughs> he plays a liberal boyfriend or something, cuck guy. Oh. Mean, wasn't it that what he was back in the day? A liberal bearded cuck guy. I mean, yeah. he was well, he was doing shows out of his car and he was wearing a scally cap and had a very minimal beard. It looked awkward. Yeah. But hey, we've all been there. Like a girl. That's what I'm with her. Oh, there's that's a, what there's has been joke. in my head. Like a girl. That's what I'm with her. <laughs> <laughs> this is my turn. 
Day one of being a girl athlete? <laughs> I love being a girl. To Sheroes. We could dominate every woman's sport. Running, swimming, soccer. I said sport, Felix. Slated basketball, boys. Nobody watches. Also, this. Uh, this also feels... Boys. Hold on. Felix. Like, seven, a seven million movies should have better work than this. When it comes to like the edit, like the editing of fake magazines or whatever, like this is so Fiverr, you know, the quality. Well, you can probably get better shit on Fiverr than what this looks like. Why not print them up and just actually do the? Yeah. So. Excuse me. Oh yeah, oh, fucking Ted. Th here's Cruz. where five million went is to Ted Cruz's <laughs> bank. Seats open. N never mind. Getting dumped. Wait, there's Matt Walsh, right? He reacted positively yeah, to, yeah, that was... to that black penis. <laughs> no, he... that's him. That's him right there. Oh, yeah. Right? Where he's You're smiling right, at yes. the black penis? Yeah. Oh, isn't that there, there's Snow White Girl? That's, that's what they Fred have Cooper her doing. And Michael Knowles. No. Oh no. This is really, really uncomfortable to watch and analyze <laughs> and scrutinize. Okay, Beth Cooper, future star, face of whatever plus the fuck. Now you're dressed like this. So that's that's great. That's the big That's another one of the hosts, right? They're all every host from the Daily Wire is in this movie and star and I didn't even know that until they released character portraits and I clicked through to see what their profiles were. The entire team is all Daily Wire hosts that I've never heard of before until now. That's great. Hey, let's not get actors. Let's just get podcast hosts. It's all Daily Wire. And I bet you Candace Owens is in this movie somewhere and they either cut her out because she's getting shit canned for her Palestine stance or oh, yeah. they're just downplaying her in the trailer because her and Ben are riffing right now. Mm. You I've never seen on a lady. I don't. There's Ben. Lady no, sorry, I, I ruined the camera. God, do we have to keep dragging this <laughs> yes. out? For fuck's sake, this is really miserable. Stop talking over Ben. That's the biggest I've ever seen on a lady. I don't care. Lady Ballers. Yeah. One can even be trans-aged now. This provides Sheelix with a wonderful opportunity to relive all the experiences that she missed out on in school. Streaming exclusively on Daily Wire Plus, December 1st. Wait, what's Jeremy's... On Daily Wire Plus, December 1st. What? He's uh, the director, the co-writer, and oh, the star. Logo. Oh, for Jeremy... I guess Jeremy owns his own company that... He's a oh, he's the Daily Wire. Yeah, his razor company. Oh, right. That's, That's what, what started point. all of this because the Jeremy's Razors commercial went over really well. People really seem to like the Jeremy's Razors commercial. And now the Daily Wire is the Jeremy Boring show. So can we read some of these comments? <laughs> Please. I would love to see what the general perception of this is among YouTubers.
standing ovation, guys, just for having a brain that can think freely and critically. You guys are going to become legends. This would be a great opportunity for if we had like a car crash sound effect, like Red Bar. Uh, we need a soundboard. Yeah, or an applause, like Jesse. Uh, this is the kind of movie Hollywood would have made 15 to 20 years ago. Now they're terrified. I had low expectations, but I laughed loud enough for people at work to ask me what I was watching. Imagine laughing at that trailer. Finally, a comedy with enough balls to be funny. That's James C. 7988, six hours ago. I bet, I bet that's a joke in the movie, too. Uh, I have never been excited for a sports movie until now. I have canceled Disney Plus and gratefully signed up for Daily Wire Plus. This looks to easily be in my top 10 funniest movies. Thank you for keeping comedy alive. Wow. God. This is what I mean. Like, I thought more Why are people... we getting these kinds of comments? <laughs> I thought more people were sharing my opinion more. And then I started looking at the replies to this tweet. And he's like, wait, hold on. That's not the reply. Uh, wait, is there a The quotes? Are they quote tweets you're looking for? No, the replies when it's like, uh... Oh. What are we looking for here? Were they positive or... Or negative. Ridicule is not just one of the most effective weapons. I would argue it is the most effective weapon. You can call someone wrong all day long, but if you make fun of them, they suffer social consequences that they don't like. Like, it's just a shitty, this is a shitty, unfunny movie. Uh, well, you're not I'm done not... with the tweet. There's show more. Yeah, I'm not going to read the show more. Do you want me to go? Yeah, let's go. Keep Guy doing it. Keep doing it. Make more movies. We'll watch. Yeah. Wow. And I mean, n now there's been a lot of more liberal. I guess it blew up because I, when I first saw this, there was just a lot of uh, supportive conservative comments. I'm so excited for it. And the Snow White movie, that's just a man. It's not happening. The trailer yes. made me laugh harder than any trailer has in a long time. It's hilarious. Cannot wait to see it. A page out of the Mel Brooks book of comedy. Whoa. Right? Rest <laughs> right? in peace, Mel Brooks. Yeah, he's fucking rolling in his grave right now. It looks like a great comedy. Well, I think Mel Brooks might be a lot. Can we do a death check oh, on he? Mel Brooks? <laughs> <laughs> it's either him or Norman Lear. Uh, he is alive. an American actor. He's not dead yet. Yeah, he's, he's alive. only he's gonna be. Oh my God, he's ninety-seven years old. Yeah, well, he's still rolling. Oh, they should have got after. They should have got him to play the coach in Lady Ballers. Yeah, Lady Fucking Ballers. Let's see. Love the cameos. This type of comedy is so needed. So it's not only Matt, a best-selling LGBT author, an authority on what it means to be a woman. Now he's now now he's now well well written. Now he's I'm not the one that's retarded. It's the person that wrote this. Not now he is now in the most diverse and inclusive movie of the year. His talent knows no bounds. This person says, "I want this film for a movie theaters here in Brazil." And then there's. About eight laugh emojis that immediately yeah. follow, and then three thumbs up. Yeah. This feels like a, the special kind of parodic 
parodic is that a word paro it's like parody par i don't think that's a word right offensive ridiculously unhinged comedy that existed pre-late 2000s and i'm here for it finally an actual comedy movie that's worth the wait comedy's back i mean what can you you can't argue with that it's a sign that actual comedy and sanity are going to make a comedy. <laughs> so here all right here's my take here we got the idea the Daily yeah. Wire audience that watches Man with a Plan on CBS with Matt LeBlanc loves the Lady Ballers movie. They're going to eat it up. It's going to be probably the most successful Daily Wire movie released thus far. And think about where they started. Think about only a year ago, literally around this time last year, they put Shut In out, which by comparison to that looks like a work of art. Okay, they had Vincent Gallo. They brought Vincent Gallo. The big Vincent Gallo renaissance was set to happen. And then forgotten. Then what happened? Terror on the Prairie. They scooped up Gina Carano fresh off of Disney Star Wars and everything else. What happened? Oh, okay. Here was the problem. I don't know who came up with the strategy of let's release two to three original movies this year, and then we'll pick up four or so movies that nobody has purchased, and we'll also put that out, and then we'll take a break. Then we'll relax. What's a movie that's successful? What is a woman? Mm-hmm. That's where the money came in at the end of the day. People showed up for what is a woman. Now they're trying to merge these two things, I guess, with Lady Ballers. I it, it it looks painful. It looks really bad. Am I going to watch it? Yes. Yes, uh, I am. And you're going to watch gonna, it too. And uh, we're going to cover it on movies because it is our civic duty as uh, the the modern, uh, I, well, I won't say Siskel and Ebert, but Ebert and Roper for sure. Which one am I? <laughs> the alive one. So... Okay, good. Where, uh, where, where, so where, where I'm going to take this now is I think this film being made is ultimately a positive thing because the the mere fact it does exist and it looks horrible and it's bad still normalizes doing something like this. And so... Not, is that a good thing? <laughs> in terms of going for any type of uh, subversion that veers away from whatever the mainstream uh, leftist liberal uh, ideology is yes in terms of that where's the quality great question um <laughs> you're not going to find any in lady ballers but i think if you you simply have that if they can just all right here's the base level now you can build atop that not at daily wire probably doesn't look like it's happening that way well, that's the thing, I think. Yeah, like But MySpace uh, had to exist for Facebook to thrive, you know? So I think that can exist as its own little thing of this is where culture is. And that's fine. This will be forgotten in a month. We get a little bit of uh we get a little bit of fodder for this program and for movies as a result of it, which is a net laughter? positive. Yes. Some we, laughter that's hopefully. good for the soul. <laughs> Oh, how long is it? Hold on. Some good-natured family values as well to be instilled upon your loved ones and mine. 
Watch it be fucking two hours. How about a good three-hour Judd Apatow-style comedy? Oh, it doesn't have a runtime on IMDb. Uh, speaking of Gina Carano, uh, what happened? What happened to her? I thought that she was going to be the new conservative face of movies. And after My Son Hunter, she hasn't done anything. There's nothing announced. I thought she had a multiple film deal. And then after Terror on the Prairie bombed, I guess. There's nothing announced for her. And uh, now she's just, I guess, chilling with her My Son Hunter money. <laughs> her My Son Hunter money? <laughs> That's a that's that must be a rough life. What is her net worth? I'm gonna say six million dollars. Which she, it sucks because I don't dislike her. I think she's good when she's playing tough big, girl. Yeah, when big, she's playing big girl, big, big muscle, big bitch. Woman, but but uh, not when you're trying to make her damsel in distress wearing a dress that can shoot a shotgun. It's like you have biceps bigger than most men in this movie. Why don't you just beat them up? <laughs> and they just had her shooting at them. I feel like they... right after that movie came out, Cowboy Serrano got a real film, like a big film. And oh. she's been on the shelf. Well, Cowboy Serrano sounds Mexican. You mean Cerrone? <laughs> Cowboy Cerrone, yeah. yeah. Serrano's a hot pepper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, also, whatever, whatever happened to Daniel Day-Lewis's kid, too, who was supposed to be the next star, right? And, um, oh, Terror on the Prairie, it kind of killed that a little bit, too. Well, they don't know what to do. I mean, how you roll a movie out, and I've said this time and time again, is as important as the movie itself. The marketing around it will kill it as quickly as it makes a film. So if you just kind of plop it onto your streaming service, like, did you really anticipate people to sign up for that? The approach that they should have taken was like a typical film distributor, bring it over to Netflix. And look, if Netflix says no, then they say no. Who gives a shit? But bring it over to Netflix, bring it over to whoever, and then you'll have your logo in front of a movie. The terms of agreement will expire after X amount of months. And then you can bring them back, hopefully, to that service. It's the same as using YouTube. It would be like circumventing that with a lot of their clips in their program and just keeping it strictly behind the paywall, especially when this is something new for them. Mm. That was a really bad move. And obviously, they did their, their one-night-only live viewing, which was kind of cool when COVID was still a thing and people were not going out as often. And I had people yeah. texting as well, like, oh, you watching the Gallo movie right now? Yeah, me too. Doesn't this suck? Yeah, it kind of yeah. sucks. Oh, no, this is really <laughs> falling apart. Oh, fuck. You know, that sort of thing made it feel like an event, and that was fun and cool. Yeah. But Terror on the Prairie did not have that. And I don't think many of their subsequent films had that. So I think was it was it? just a botched, botched uh, drop for each one of these movies, and they don't know what to do exactly the only thing that they got right was what is a woman but that's already tailored to that kind of audience they're ready for that oh this headline i just found the quartering gina carano is back and near perfect reviews for the daily wire movie shot in a reason for optimism well he's shitting on this lady ballers movie believe it or not oh is he yeah wow he must not have gotten a set invitation like he did on terror to the prairie yeah well, he was bad-mouthing that Snow White girl, too, right? As yeah, we well, he's got all the Daily Wire secrets that he 
you know, when he drinks a little bit, he, he takes a swig from the bottle. <laughs> suddenly they start spilling out. By the way, Donald Cerrone has seven movies after Terror on the Prairie. I, What's I the don't biggest know, one? Don't know the quality of them. They all have pretty shitty IMDb scores, but uh, and I don't recognize any of them. But at least he's working. Outlaw Johnny Black. Hey, we should do that for the show. That's the sequel to Black Dynamite. I have a copy of that on this computer. What I was thinking of was The Terminal List. That's not a movie. That's a Chris Pratt TV show. Okay. Lights Out. Is that a movie? Oh. Okay. Mm. Scott Atkins, Thermo Moroni. Yikes. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Well, I mean, it's work, right? It's an ex-fighter that's getting work. It's good for him. Sure. I guess. <laughs> I guess nothing positive came out of Terror on the Prairie. Which sucks. I mean, a lot of the shots were beautiful because of the scenery, but at the end of the day, I mean, what was it worth? But that that's the problem that I have with um with this also, whole... I, I, oh, I don't believe that this Lady Ballers movie is seven million dollars. I think that's hearsay because shut in Terror on the Prairie, these were both made for a million five. So unless that money went somewhere very secretive that we don't know about just yet, no way is that $7 million. I mean, it doesn't look like a $7 million movie. I know he, Jeremy Boring has said it was $7 million in the budget, but it is not a $7 million movie. Unless, like you said, Ted Cruz... Got a nice page. I, oh, I, by the way, was looking at the uh, cast list, and uh, Candace Owens is in the cast list, and Jordan she Peterson is. is also there. Yeah. So, can we take confirmed. a look at this real quick? Yeah. Um, let me pull it back up. Um, so, spoilers. Okay. Candace Owens is going to probably have her cameo cut out after she gets fired from this thing, with right here at the bottom Candace Owens, Jordan Peterson. Clay Travis, isn't that another news guy? I guess so. Uh, Andrew Claven, who's that bald guy? Yeah, Spencer Claven, I don't know who that is. Spencer uh, Desmond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Riley Gaines, you know that girl, that's that blonde girl that um, spoke about not wanting to swing with men or whatever. Um, and a bunch of people that I don't. No, David Cohn. Yeah, he's, you know. David Cohn, uh, Blaine Crane, and Jake Crane are all hosts on the Daily Wire. So I, uh, what I was going to say is that that's that's the thing that bothers me that like the this is like masked as you know we have to go against the mainstream and we have to fight them with quality. But there's no quality. And at the end of the day, by seeing Jeremy Boring be the writer, the director, and the star on it, it's like, who, do you, who does he think he is? Laura's Wonder Bread? You know what I mean? But, uh, <laughs> but, but, but what I mean is, like, it feels like it's it's like a fucking vanity project for someone that failed in the past and take take a, taking advantage of the fact that now they have a big audience, but not really interested in quality and more interested in, like, Hey, I'm the star now. You know what I mean? Like it feels very shallow, very like why well, you want to feel like a star even though you're not. And that's why it bothers me that they use all of this 
uh, podcast hosts because it's like, I mean, we have a podcast and we act, I guess, but at least we have a little bit of background on that stuff. Uh, this just feels like, well, let's use the people that we have and who cares if they can act, who cares if, you know, if they're going to be good, it's just people that people are going to recognize. So it's an ad. I have a feeling that the 7 million is taken from their advertising budget and this is getting funneled into the whole marketing plan for Daily Wire. And that's why everyone has this forced cameo in there. And it's so petty, actually, that they did cut Candace Owens out of that trailer, specifically because she is not getting along with Ben Shapiro and she's probably going to get nicked soon. That is so yeah. petty. Jeremy Boring probably pocketed $5 million and then they shot this for $2 million. That's my guess. Does it even look like a two million dollar movie? That's who's the cinematographer on this? Christopher Kimlin, who also did the Date fanatic movie. What, the what fanatic camera operator for the fanatic. The fanatic looked good though. Yeah, it looked good enough. It looked like a movie. Let's see. Uh... Maybe they just didn't accommodate him with lights and Jesus Revolution. You know, Jesus Revolution. Um, run the race. Just let the Ryan. Ryan. Well, he's not even D DP for oh, many. Here we go. Sorry, my bad. You're right. Here it is. Here's the real list. Hold on, shit. Ugh. Okay. You got. It's a lot of movies nobody's heard of. The Jesus music, American Underdog. I still believe. Try, try. Okay, there's, there's nothing here. Coffee shop. It's a lot of movies you would see on Tubi or at the mm. Red Box. And then there's one Jurassic World advert that he worked on. And he's doing yeah. Pendragon Cycle. What's that? That's the Daily Wire's new series that they're shooting over in i think romania or somewhere oh does it also have podcast hosts as the stars because well, i would love to see ben shapiro dressed like a little fucking dwarf yeah he's gonna be warrior the in it <laughs> they all have to consult the wizard yeah, and it's ben he's... shapiro uh brett cooper's in this but brett cooper as we know from the quartering in his big sloppy drunk mouth is an actress Brett Cooper was acting before she ever got involved with Daily Wire, so. Isn't she a YouTuber, too? She was a YouTuber. I mean, they're all technically YouTubers, right? Oh. But, yeah, she was a YouTuber before she was a Daily Wire correspondent. Well, she was in um, the, the Boy Scout. The famous, and... uh, yes, the critically acclaimed The Boy Scout. Yeah, and the Heathers remake that everyone watched what remember, really remember that she was in this apparently she was playing trailer parker eight episodes for eight episodes so she was a regular yeah that heather's tv show is good is it it yeah well they canceled it there were only eight episodes and they still canceled it they shot the whole thing and they pulled the plug not even because of ratings but because it was a very touchy trumpy time and all the Heathers were 18. fat fucking pigs. Yeah. <laughs> they were all, yeah. uh, you know, social justice warriors. And uh -huh. it landed after Trump got elected. So they were like, no, absolutely not. 
you know, who's watching this. Uh, yeah, well, good luck to you, I guess, <laughs> with this whole thing. It just, it really bothers me that, uh, like, they have a big audience because of this Daily Wire thing. So there's going to be a lot of support for it. It doesn't bother me that there's support for alternative stuff. It bothers me that there's not even an attempt. Yeah, there's not an attempt of making anything on quality. Just like, what could trigger the libs? And that's enough for a conservative audience to be like, yeah, here's my fucking money. You know what I mean? It's like you well, should at least, you know, I think expect the, the problem is as much that as it is that people probably just wouldn't show up for like a, I don't know, maybe they would. Maybe they would. If people show up for this and it looks like dog shit, Maybe they would show up for a movie just like this that's actually written funny and looks good and has good cinematography and some actors. Maybe they would. But we're going to find out one way or the other in the next 72 hours if this is something that is efficient bait for that audience. Because if people are talking about it en masse, we'll, we'll know it was a success. Nobody talked about Shut In. Nobody talked about Terror on the Prairie. They wasted no time getting those movies out after shooting them, and I think that was a mistake. Ooh, ooh, uh oh, no, that's a friend of ours. <laughs> friend Get of out the of there, Jay! Jesus, oh, it's too late. He was just telling me he edits music videos for Morgan Wallen. I don't know who that is. Is He's that like a, like a country? huge, huge country singer? Oh, good for him. Get that money. Yeah, seriously. I got my Spotify most listened to list. And as you That's probably know, so funny. I was like, I'm really curious this year because now I'm actually using Spotify. This is the first year I've fully used Spotify like every single day. So this is going to be a good list. No, it's no, because my shit was hacked back in May and it's all Lil Dirk. I don't know. From what I know of you, I think it was pretty accurate. Who the fuck is Lil Dirk? Lil Dirk? <laughs> I don't even know who Lil Dirk is, but the fact that someone was so obsessed with them that they listened to your account Obsessed. Enough. Not only was the top musician Lil Dirk, the top eight most listened to songs were all Lil Dirk. Yeah. So you know someone went fucking ham on all of his songs, not just one of them, uh, for it to take over, yeah, your entire mm -hmm. year listening. Yep. Have you ever listened to a Lil Dirk song is it as good? a result of being hacked yes i have i have since listened to it and i'm like it's, i'm neither here nor there with little dirk but i probably wouldn't listen otherwise you mean you wouldn't have listened as much as this other person <laughs> no, jesus christ no <laughs> absolutely not so that was really uh infuriating to wake up and be like i checked instagram and we got tagged as the most listened to show for one person and then you you hop on x and uh, we have that as well. We've been getting tagged left and right, which is nice. People are listening to movies a lot this year, beating yeah. out Perfume Nationalist, beating out Drunk on Movies, uh, which, you know, that's the other two longish running programs. That's that's very nice to see. Keep up the listening, boys and girls. But yeah, yeah no, uh, that, that fucking sucked. Did you check your spot? Do you listen on Spotify? Yeah. There was a lot of uh, uh, Art Bell. There was some uh, Lemon Party podcast thing. And then just a lot of just screamy shit that I've listened to this year. 
uh, Black Dahlia Murder, Squid Pisser, it's the name of a band that I listen to a lot. And then there's the MF Doom that I always listen to a lot. So it was exactly what, what I expected, I guess. Just a lot of very 37-year-old teenage angst music. <laughs> uh, all right. Do we got anything else to cover for Babang this week? Uh I think we're good. I think we're good too. All right. Yeah. You guys know what to do. Patreon.com slash low Sign up in the $5 tier to get video and exclusive episodes of the program. Apparently, I read uh, something that says you have to remind the listener an average of five times per episode for it to get stuck in their heads and for them to do what is being instructed of them. And I've done it twice this episode. So this is a wash. Mm -hmm. You want to do we're it three gonna, times? We're gonna come up now? with a strategy here. You gotta you gotta do it twice, I'll do it twice, and then we'll flip a coin. And whoever wins does it that time. Because it's always such a pleasure. It's always such a treat to be able yeah. to give a plug for the Patreon. We're gonna force every guest that we have on to at least do one plug about how much they like the show. We should give them a written script to read on air and transition into like Steve O does on his show. What is it? I've never listened. His transitions into his products that he's sponsored by are some of the worst transitions I've ever heard. Like he was talking to, you, uh, do you know who Novak, Brandon Novak is? Or yeah. I think it was, it was one of Bam's guys. And he was like, yeah, I had to go to the doctor because I had a rectal infection and they thought I was going to get sepsis from putting uh, uh, this bag of heroin in my ass. And then there was a rock in my ass. And uh, shout yeah. out Jerry Jensen. <laughs> yeah. Is he all right? Is he I okay? Hope so. um, yeah, I hope so. So he was like, yeah, that was just an effect of being on, on heroin. And then Steve will go into a transition segue be like, wow, that's crazy. And this show is brought to you by Kratom. Kratom keeps me off heroin. It'll do something like that. It's just the most inappropriate advertising I've ever heard on a podcast. Great. When are we going to do that? <laughs> we're gonna do like the what was that show byron allen show where he's like oh i've i've heard that you got a haircut i, I heard you on kratom so hans i heard you hey. lost weight on kratom so i've heard that you've been having issues with getting erections lately so jerry it's i like hear a... you've been getting operated on your intestines yeah yeah we just need to start doing that that way we can get advertisers i guess absolutely get absolutely chew back get blue chew back. They were never interested. They said, Hey, hit us up in three months. Hey, we're kind of going through something right now. Why don't we talk later? Hey, you have you thought about it? Yeah, just give us another month. Well, how about now? Did you think about it yet? <laughs> can can we see your numbers? You got to get a minimum of these numbers. Here's the numbers. Yeah, we got we we're past that minimum. Can we get sponsored? Hello? Hello? And then nothing. <laughs> that was the relationship with blue chew yeah so go get viagra that shit doesn't work anyway yeah fuck blue chew, fuck blue chew. <laughs> uh all right that's been the bang